as always, I'm Crystal. I'm Christina. And I'm Callie. And uh, today, uh, we're going to continue with our Disney theme. Um, but we're going to talk about one of my favorite rides. Well, it, it, you know, we're not going to talk about my favorite ride, but it's it's centered based on pirates. <laughs> so, um, but I wanted to do it because Pirates of the Caribbean is like my all-time favorite Disney ride. Oh, and I can't wait, like, to get on there and smell the water. Once again, I am super jealous that I'm not going. <laughs> I'm but. so sorry. Um, but before we talk about that, um, I just have to talk about, because me and Cubs went and saw Shang-Chi. 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 Yeah. Shang-Chi. And I just have to say, that movie was amazing, and it was so beautiful, and I think he's my favorite now. Like, <laughs> he's it was definitely my good. favorite Marvel character now. It was so good. The trailer did not do it justice. I don't know if you've seen the trailer yet. No, I've actually never heard of it, so I'll have yeah. to check it out. Oh, you'd love it. It was so good. But the trailer did no justice for that movie. There's, like, one action scene in the trailer and stuff. But, like, right. in the movie, there's, no, like, 5,000. Yeah. It's action-packed. I loved it. <laughs> it was very good. It, it was awesome. Um, so, yeah, we're going to do pirate themes. Um, you know, when corner combos, it's a pirate's life for corner combos. <laughs> People can't see that. I don't know why I just did that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quick question uh, before we start. Um, it's just like a little fun one I just thought about. Like, if you were given the chance, would you ladies be a pirate? I don't know if I could devote my life to living on the sea. See, yeah. I think it'd be fun to be a pirate. I, it'd be fun for a minute. Yeah, like, like I'd be like, give me a weekend as a pirate, like, but I want like a like a Pirates of the Caribbean style pirate, right? Yeah, twenty twenty one pirate, like I twenty twenty one. I would be Kira Knightley, right? And I would just say that if I got stranded on that island with Johnny Depp, I would not be trying to get off so fast. You know what's funny is they say the same thing like about how Robert Downey Jr. You know how he broke into that girl's house. It's like if he broke into my house, he oh would not be Iron Man. Away. He would not be seen again. Yeah, I don't think I would either with Johnny Depp. Mm, so cute. <laughs> um, so again, since uh, we are taking over Disneyland. I figured we could do an episode based on pirates because I love Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, pirates of the Caribbean was a ride that opened up in 1967. And wow, that long? Yeah. It was, what was it? It opened up a year or so after Walt Disney died, mm. but he had like a really heavy hand in it, right. which sucks. It is really awesome. And I did get to write on it before, like, they changed everything. So, I've written the original. <gasps> we wrote on it after they updated it with Jack Sparrow and everything in it. But it's mm. actually not too bad. Yeah, and see, I only know, like, my dumbass didn't even realize that the ride was there before the movie. I'm like, they made it all. <laughs> <laughs> so, to me, it's like, I, like, there well, is... Well, every other ride is based on a movie, so... <laughs> Made all this in 2011. That's so cool. 
Um, but it's a ride that tells the story of pirates in the 17th and 18th century. Historically, though, the idea of pirates can be traced back as early as the 1300s and was very popular between the 1600s to the 1700s, which was known as the Golden Age of Piracy. And this is what we think of when we think of, like, pirates and stuff like that. Um, So I figured I would start with one of the most famous of them all is Edward Thatch. Or, a.k.a. Blackbeard. Born sometime in 1680, his father, Edward Thatch Sr., was a mariner. Mariner? Mariner. Mariner. That was close. It sounded very, like, marinara when it said it. (laughs) 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 Um, Who moved to Bristol, where he met Blackbeard's mother, Elizabeth, and they had two children, one of them being Blackbeard. After the death of his mother, his dad remarried and had three more children. They then moved to a Spanish town in Jamaica around, ni- or around I keep saying 19, um, around 1695. The family owned a plantation and soon Edward Jr. went on to be a sailor and then from a sailor to a pirate. Now a pirate, Blackbeard was known for his fearsome reputation but was never violent until his last fatal battle. Blackbird was known to have freed a lot of slaves, but he wasn't like a hero. He um, actually, a large number of the ships he did capture were slave ships, but he offered them to either be on the crew, and if they denied, then they were later sold in auctions for money. Mm-hmm. Um, so he wasn't like an abolitionist, but he, you know, <laughs> he did somewhat free them if they became part of his crew. He sailed on one of the most famous ships, which is named the Queen Anne's Revenge, which he had stole just a year prior, and it actually was a slave ship that they removed all the cannons and stuff like that to make room for more slaves, but he updated it and everything. Um, And then they said that in 2011, they actually found the wrecked ship off the coast near the Beaufort Inlet. No way. Yeah, they said they found the wrecked ship. I was like, no way. That's really cool. That's crazy. That is so cool. It was said that he used to put lit fuses under his hat to make him look like he was scarier by giving off that smoky effect. I've heard that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I would be freaked out if I saw that. His head's on fire. He's crazy. Um, He once blockaded the port of Charlestown and demanded medical supplies for his ship. It was said that he flew a flag of a skeleton stabbing a heart along with um, black flags and other bloody flags that he had. Though there's no like official record of this. Um, He did at one point marry a local girl and settle down for some time where they did have a daughter who sadly died young. Um, This sparked him to go back into piracy uh, he did return one final time. He met his fate during his last battle with Lieutenant Maynard on Ocracoke. And he was under the impression that his crew had won when um, they were fighting his crew, the other guy's crew. Um, so he boarded Maynard's vessel and was ambushed where he was shot five times and received 20 deep cuts 
His head was then severed and hung on the bow of the ship, and then his body was thrown overboard. Damn. Yeah, so he is known as, but he is known as the most famous pirate out there. Well, yeah, I I think pirate, Blackbeard. Yeah. Well, he did also have, like, a really gnarly reputation, but he was more of, like, all bark and no bite. Mm -hmm. I guess, well, um, he may have been bite, but nobody ever challenged him (laughs) to bite, so... Um, but yeah, it wasn't until he was like trying to fight back when he was attacked is when he was noted as being violent. Huh. Oh. But that's how uh, Blackbeard died, and he didn't. There was not much known. What I, from what I know, is that there's not much known. But he is known as the world's famous. Right, that's, that's like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah. a name that you know, but you're like, there's not much on him. You know? <laughs> yeah, everyone knows he's Blackbeard. A guy. But. <laughs> He's, he's elusive. Yeah, I like how he would put the lit fuses under his hat to I know, make him look, crazy. like, scarier. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he could get away with that nowadays. I don't even know. Like, I got my, out, like, away with it before. My, my head is smoking. Y'all only better stay away from me. Grr. <laughs> I'm a big, no, I don't know what's wrong with me today. I keep making, like, gestures that y'all can't see because this isn't video. <laughs> Another one that I actually thought would have been, because I like the name, like his birth name, um, but then the more I read about him, I was like, oh, he might be my favorite of all, like, pirates. Um, his name is Bartholomew Roberts, or a.k.a. Black Bart is what he was known as as a pirate. Um, he is a lesser known in the world of pirates, but he is actually the most successful pirate during the Golden Age of Pirates. He was a Welsh pirate born around 1682, and he was successful with taking over 400 prizes during his pirate career. I mean, it doesn't seem like much, but I guess in pirate world, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was younger, he started out as an officer on a ship that was taken over by other Welsh pirates um, and Captain Howell Davis. But because he was Welsh himself, Um, He was able to become a crew member instead of being killed. And he had no intentions of ever becoming a pirate, but he did climb the ranks, like, super quickly. Uh, When Davis died, he was named captain of the ship, and that's where he began his pirate career. One of the biggest prizes was when he happened um, upon a Portuguese treasure fleet where he disguised himself as a convoy asking other crew members which ship had the most loot. He then sailed to said ship, hopped aboard, attacked the crew, and by the time the rest of the convoy realized what was going on, he was sailing away with the ship and the treasure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, that is so badass. Like, I love it. His success inspired others to become pirates. Black Bart used many different flags for his ship, And the most famous was a white skeleton and a pirate with an hourglass between them and ABH and AMH written below it, which stands for a a Barbadian head, Barbadian head, and a Martin Keisho's head. Later, he used the flag um, with a skeleton that held crossbones in one hand and an hourglass in the other with three drops of blood on it. That was like his later flag when he was like kind of getting done with his piracy. Uh, His famous 
famous ship was known as the Royal Fortune, which was nearly an invincible ship. And it was up there with some of the most famous ones, like the Queen Anne's Revenge or the Whyta. And he was known to be harsh and tough during his pirate career, and he never backed down from a fight, even until the end. So in (laughs) 1722, a Navy ship known as the Swallow was closing in on the Royal Fortune. Black Bart had the choice to either flee and live, but he decided to stay and fight. He was killed when his throat was torn out by a grape shot from the Swallow's cannons. Left leaderless, the crew had no choice but to surrender. And that was that. He was up there, like, with one of his first fleet going into battle, and it was a cannon that came and his throat. Can you imagine getting your head blown off by a cannon? That would be horrible. (laughs) That's got to be rough. But yeah, like, I don't know. It's a risk you take. (laughs) (laughs) You want to be a pirate? I mean, come on. Didn't work out for that guy. (laughs) But I liked it when I was reading about him. I was like, oh my gosh, this guy is, like, so badass. And then for him to be, like, the most successful pirate Mm -hmm. out of all of them. Mm -hmm. And then everyone's like, Blackbeard, though. Blackbeard Mm -hmm. this. And I was like, what about Bartholomew Roberts, though? (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Black Bart. Like, he was nuts. Yeah. I like that one. Mm -hmm. He's my favorite. (laughs) So, um, an FYI for you guys. So, when this airs is going to be September 19th, which is Talk Like a Pirate Day. Arrgh. Me. Matey. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say me hearty, but I'm like, that doesn't sound right. Drink up me hearties, yo-ho. I don't, I'm not going to talk like a pirate because it'll just be bad. You guys will stop listening to us if I talk like a pirate. So, <laughs> so instead of talking like a pirate, I will just tell you about my pirates. <laughs> I don't think we'd do very good if we talked <laughs> the whole time as pirates. It would get old fast. <laughs> Actually, okay, real quick, sorry. There's this game, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of, like, the Flux games. It's a card game where, like, literally every hand it changes, and we have a pirate Flux one, and one of the rules is you have to talk like a pirate. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Are these cards be nasty? <laughs> it is fun for like a minute, and then you're like, okay, someone get rid of that rule. <laughs> we don't like this rule. Okay, so my pirates, um, I decided to do female pirates because, like, you never really hear about them, but there were. Right. Um, there's actually quite a few. Um, and. They did come up in my research, but I saw, I didn't write down their names, I apologize, but I was watching a show, and they were talking about this pair of female pirates that, like, you know, held their own and ended up, you know, like, taking over the whole ship and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, like, okay. like, Mary and I, then Yeah, Mary something. But I did, um, I did different pirates than them, so that's why I don't know their names, but... <laughs> Research female pirates, because there's a few, and it's interesting. So my first one, her name is Rachel Wall, and she is American, and she is America's only female pirate. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. So she was born Rachel Smith in Pennsylvania in the 1760s, 
And as a teenager, she ran away from home and found her way to Boston, where she met George Wall, whom she later married. She worked as a maid, and George was a fisherman and a sailor. In early 1781, the pair began their life of piracy. So they, along with their crew, would keep watch for storms in the area, and after they had passed, they would stage their ship to make it appear like it had been severely damaged by the storm. And then that's when Rachel would go up on deck and she would kind of act as like a siren and lure like approaching ships. She'd go up there and be like, oh, we need help. Come help us. And so when the ship got close enough, George and the rest of his crew would board the other ship, plunder and kill everyone aboard. Oh, wow. That's pretty like hardcore of her. I like that. (laughs) Um, It's said that they had successfully managed to rob as many as 12 ships this way. Uh, However, in 1982, their plundering days were over as George had made a navigation error during a storm and their ship was destroyed. So they couldn't continue with what they were doing. Um, And it's actually not known if George and his crew had washed out to sea in the shipwreck or what happened to him. But Rachel popped back up in Boston and said that her husband just up and left her. So she um, returned to work as a maid, but she didn't hang up her pirate hat. She would sneak aboard ships in the Boston Harbor and steal what she could, um, including stealing from the Navy. <laughs> Which that's pretty ballsy. <laughs> you don't need this. I'm taking out my hands. Uh, but for all her thieving and pillaging, she was hanged for stealing a bonnet on October 8th, uh, 1789. So she stole probably way worse than a bonnet. Yeah. And then gets caught for a bonnet. She gets caught for a bonnet and she's hanged. So what I was reading was saying that she was arrested for stealing the bonnet, but they hanged her for being a pirate. So they knew about her past oh, okay. crimes. So they were like, oh, I know this one. Mm. That's like OJ when he like did his thing, got acquitted, <laughs> and then they're like, we're going to charge you for stealing, but we really know what you did. Right. Oh. And she was actually the last woman to be executed in Massachusetts. And she was convicted of highway, highway robbery after she had attacked a 17-year-old girl and stole her bonnet. So the crime that she was mm-hmm. hung for. Um, she had been convicted twice before robbery. So the third strike made it um, the death sentence. So that, too, was probably why she was oh, hanged. Oh, that's so insane. Um, during her trial, she did confess her crimes as a pirate. Um, she confessed to everything except for killing anyone. She denied ever killing anyone. Mm. I mean, who knows? But She I might like not have. It'd be more like, I'm going to get somebody to do the dirty work for me, but I'm not going to actually. Well, that was and like Blackbeard as he came off like tough and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but it was everybody else that fought for that him. Was doing yes, yeah. so not him. She was like the bait and then the guys did all the dirty work is mm-hmm. what is what I gathered but yes. good for her though so that was <laughs> Rachel. good for her that's what I want to do that was Rachel Wall and I, I liked her story I do too it's, it's like it's like not the most daring but it's still really interesting I think yeah but I like so. how she like was bossing people around though like she was like <laughs> okay I'm gonna lead them in 
when they're in, you guys jump that ship and you kill them and everything like right. that. And then I'll take the treasure, but thank you guys for helping. <laughs> like, no, I like that. That is so badass. Mm-hmm. But if you think she's badass, then you will definitely think my next one is badass. This is Ching Shi. I've heard of her. Um, she is the most successful pirate lord in recorded history. Um, Cheekster. She, she was born in 1775 in a poor province called Guang, Guangdong. As a teenager, she was forced into prostitution, and she worked in floating brothels that were known as flower boats in a Cantonese port port city. She was of striking beauty and gained the attention of high-profile customers. In 1801, she marries a guy named Zheng Yi, who was the pirate commander of the Chinese Red Flag Fleet, and... um, there's a couple um, claims on how she came to marry him. Um, the one one says that um, after he visited her brothel, he was so taken by her beauty that he asked her to marry him. And she agrees to marry him only if he gives her 50% of his earnings and partial command over his pirate fleet. Damn right. Which is like, hell yeah, woman, you get it. I know. Like, you want to marry me? Let's talk business. Which I tend to believe just from the rest of her story. But the second claim is that um, Zhang Yi ordered his men to kidnap her and she was forced to marry him. Which could be possible, but just just from the from the power that she gained, like, I, I tend to believe the first one. <laughs> oh, I think so, too. She like, she, like she knew what she was doing. She like, knew okay. what she wanted. She wanted to get out of her squalor, and she found a way, so she did it. Good for her. Um, so together, they proved to be a prosperous pair. The Red Flag fleet had grown from 200 ships from the time they were wed to 1,800 in the following few months. Wow. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Upon joining the fleet, Ching Shi implemented new codes which all must abide by, and these were a few of them. So, pirates who gave unauthorized orders or those who refused to follow orders were executed on the spot without a chance to justify themselves. So, do what you told or else. Right. Man. Oh, I love her. (laughs) She's my new scary animal. (laughs) She She is running the shit. Um, the second one is all seized goods had to be presented for inspection. If any pirate was found hiding or underreporting goods, a part of their body was chopped off depending on the scale of the crime. Oh, like, so it could be from, like, a finger to, like, your entire lower half is I what guess, it sounds like. I guess like. so, yeah. Are you, are you hiding one gold coin or, like, a chest of rubies? Yeah, like, am I going to have right. to chop you up in <laughs> half or what? Loyalty and honesty were greatly appreciated and worthy pirates were rewarded generously, thereby setting an example for others. So she's a hard punisher, but she's also a kind reward. Reward. So if... if If you you did good, you got rewarded. Um, And this one I like. Um, She said female captives needed to be treated respectfully. They were segregated based on their looks. The weak, pregnant, and unattractive ones were freed as soon as possible. Okay. Mm -hmm. I see where she's going with this, Mm -hmm. though. The attractive women captives were held back for ransom. The pirates were given the freedom to marry these attractive women under mutual consent. Okay. I like 
that. I mean, I don't know about holding them against their will, <laughs> right? Like holding them for ransom, but right. like at the same time, it's like you want to marry you her. You can't just be like, oh, this is my woman. Right. Like, no, did she say that? <laughs> did she say it was okay? And then lastly, infidelity and rape were treated as a serious offense. These offenders were immediately hanged. In the case of consensual premarital sex, both the offenders were executed. In a few cases, the man was castrated and the woman was banished from the fleet. Wow. So. Okay, well, that's a little hardcore, but, but like. She's <laughs> laying down the law. Well, she's. She I is. Like, I like that she's standing up for her sisters, though. Go, she yeah. is. Good girl. So, the couple were not able to conceive a child, so they had adopted a 20-year-old man from a nearby coastal village named Chang Pao, who they named their heir. And there was actually a scandal around this decision, and she, because um, it was believed that Ching Shi had been having an affair with this young man for quite some time, Amen. and so she like kind of convinced Zangi that you you got to do think this. He needs a family. Yeah. <laughs> in 1807, Zangi was killed in a storm, and just two weeks after Ching Shi married Chang Pao. Oh, yeah. There was some underlying feelings there. (laughs) Uh, And after Zhang Yi's death, there was an uprising. Cheng Shi held command and made public executions of any traitors to set an example. So she did not take any shit from anyone. Like, like, Mm. she was the leader, did what she said. Too bad he's dead, but I'm the ruler now. Oh, I love her. Which is like, yes. (laughs) That's so cool. (laughs) Under Ching Shi's leadership, the Red Flag Fleet had total control over the South China Sea. Entire coastal towns worked for them and supplied them with food and provisions. Ships that wanted to cross the South China Sea were taxed by the pirates. If they refused, they were attacked and plundered immediately. Mm. The Qing Dynasty tried to put an end to the fleet's reign. However, the Mandarin Navy was hugely defeated during battle. Ching Shi announced that the Mandarin crew would not be punished if they joined hands with the Red Flag Fleet. So, of course, they complied and, like, the whole Mandarin Navy was absorbed by the pirates. She is, like, as (laughs) cool as you can get as a woman. Like, I love it. (laughs) I would control the whole Navy fleet of my country. (laughs) Um, The... I lost my place. Okay. So the Chinese emperor was outraged that this woman had so much control over land, sea, and resources. So an attempt to ink peace with... uh, ink a peace deal with the pirates, he offered an amnesty to all pirates of the Red Fleet. The fleet met its end at the hands of the Portuguese Navy, actually, Um, though the Portuguese Navy had been defeated twice before. They had now far superior weapons to the Red Flag Fleet, and they gained the upper hand, and they were just, like, decimated. So Ching Shi accepted the amnesty and ordered her entire fleet to surrender. Surprisingly, they were permitted to keep all the loot that they had acquired over the years. Some of the pirates were even given given jobs in the Chinese bureaucracy. Cheng Pao became captain of Queen of Queen's Guangdong Navy. Okay. So, yeah. So it kind of has like a little happy ending too. Yes. <laughs> it's crazy. Like how? Like how? You just you just want her to stop, so you just give her everything she wants, and she stops, and everything's good. Like yeah. um, that, I would give her everything that she wanted to. She right. has me. <laughs> but that never happened. So no. this this chick, man, she Is has some power. Yeah, 
Because we just got done with the guys. Like, I all <laughs> stabbed they're and like shot. And she's just like, I want this, this, and this. And they're like, well, you're right, here you go. Like, <laughs> so in 1822, Cheng Pao died at sea. And Ching Si relocated to Macau, where she ran a gambling house, became involved in the salt trade, and opened a brothel. And she lived there until the age of 69 when she died. So again, just to reiterate... At the height of her power, Ching Shi commanded over 800 large ships, 1,000 smaller vessels, and over a 70,000 pirate crew, comprised of both men and women. And this article that I read said that in comparison, Blackbeard's peak was a command of 300 ships and a few thousand pirate crew. Blackbeard who? Right. (laughs) And she has had a profound influence on history and modern popular culture, appearing in several pirate-themed books and movies. And taking it back to your Pirates of the Caribbean, she was featured in Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End as a powerful female pirate named Mistress Ching. That is so cool. Oh my gosh. She's my new spirit animal. She's like, I my, absolutely love her. She's my favorite. <laughs> and I think there should be a movie made about her. I think so too. Like stat. Right. And I thought that I liked Bartholomew, good. but now I'm like, <laughs> I like Ching Shi. She's so badass. <laughs> like she straight up went in there and took command and let everybody know. She's like, hey, I'm here. I'm your pirate. Don't talk back to me. And they were just like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> like, I love it. Um, yeah, so that was really interesting. Okay, so she's my new favorite. I like her. <laughs> she was my favorite out of all the pirates. Although, I do like putting the lit fuse under your hat. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, if she did that, like, they oh, probably, yeah. she would have had, like, she 20, the world more ships. She yeah. put fuses in her hat. Because <laughs> <laughs> she already was scary. Um, so, yeah, so like I said, we did do this one. Um, so not only is it uh, talk like a pirate on the 19th, you said it was, um, but also because I like Pirates of the Caribbean. It's my favorite. Mm-hmm. I'm planning on taking an empty water bottle when I go and just scooping up that water. And just Like, I think it would be great. <laughs> that's it, that's weird. Because pirates smell so good, though. It's not the water. It's like this mist. <laughs> Don't you ruin this for me. <laughs> Don't you bring home nasty water from Disney? <laughs> Yeah, don't get us fucking kicked out trying to get your water. Speaking of nasty water, so when we went to Disney World, oh my gosh, like, I'm sorry, Orlando, but you have the worst water on the planet. (laughs) Like, it smelled like farts, and it tasted disgusting, and we, so we got those um, giant, like, big gulp-sized souvenir cups from the hotel we were staying at, and we lived off of ice from the vending machine. Oh. The whole entire time we were mm. there. You're like, I can't drink this tap water. It's nasty. <laughs> um, but I wanted to do some fun facts of the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Um, so when the ride first opened, uh, they had used real skeleton skulls for decor. What? Real life skeleton skulls. 
Um, now they're all fake, except rumor has it that one of them is actually still a real skull. I thought you were going to say one of them is Walt Disney. No. How, how <laughs> crazy would that be? <laughs> no. Remember, his head is buried under, I think, what, the Sleeping Beauty Castle? Oh, what? I've never heard that. Yeah. There's a oh, rumor that he's, that's his crazy. head is buried under there. Hmm. I don't know how true it is. <laughs> um... But Disneyland has neither confirmed or denied that one of the skulls is real, so it is a possibility that one of them is a real human skull in there. Well, keep your papers open and see if you can tell. I'm gonna be like, I don't know, that looks fake, fake. I don't know, that one, that one right take, there. Take pictures of all the skulls you see and send them to me, and I'll be like, yeah, it's that one. That's it's, the real that's one. That's the real one right there. <laughs> you know it is. Um, it cost $8 million to build the ride originally, but has since cost more just to maintain the ride and update it with new features. Dang, just for one ride? One ride. $8 million is what it was. And I don't know what the inflation would be now, like what it oh, would be. Oh, that's like a $20 million ride right yeah. there. <laughs> that was just $8 million back in the 70s. That's crazy. Or what was it, 60, 60 something? Yeah, Late so in the 60s. 60s. Um, the Hansy Pirates who chased the giggling damsels were later changed to hungry pirates chasing damsels holding plates of food, so it wasn't so obvious what they were chasing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was kind of cute because I don't remember a plate of food, but the last time we went, it was already updated because they did this updation, like, or updation. <laughs> <laughs> Um, They did this update in 1997, but I still feel like I remember, like, going before or after then, and they were still chasing these ladies. You know, I honestly honestly can't remember, but we went, I think it must have been 99 or 2000 when we went, so, yeah, so it must have been holding the plate of food. Yeah, so but I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, the ride was actually originally planned as a walk or walk through wax museum, but was later changed to have a similar ride experience to It's a Small World. So you were gonna originally just I, walk through and see pirates. I love see the thing I love about Disneyland is like they have those rides like that where like it's it's just a like a little sit down thing and you don't do anything it's not exciting but like the visual yeah you just get a look that you go through yeah. is amazing it's so nice because it's like you are like back then under a little pirate's yeah. cove and, and like all of them and like even the little baby rides because i remember when we did go to disneyland my dad's like when i was a little kid my favorite was always peter pan and so we went on peter pan and that shit was freaking cool I like that one. I remember going on Peter like, Pan. You're, like, you're, like you're flying and it was awesome. Like just the imagination that's put into all of these. And I want to go. We're going to pack you up and take you. Okay. <laughs> Actually, um, you could still buy a ticket. The parks are open. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, so I do like that that they changed that. I don't know if I want to walk through a wax museum mm-hmm. and see them. And then, of course, the ride did spawn the movie, but then the movie spawned the ride. Yeah, so it was, it. the ride was first, then the movie, then they went back when the movie was so successful, 
and then updated it with the new um, Jack Sparrow feature where you find them popping up and stuff like yeah. that. So I did I did get to ride the original ride, but I do kind of want to ride the new one. We did ride it when um, mm-hmm. it was updated with Jack Sparrow, and it's really good. There's only, like, three parts that I can remember. There's one where he, like, pops up out of a barrel, and then there's, like, another one where he's just kind of, like, standing there, hidden, but not really hidden, just hiding from all the other pirates there. And mm-hmm. the when you're leaving, he's, like, sitting up, um, just like, you, who, you, you know, doing his <laughs> thing, which is really cool, and then you just, like, plummet. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, so that was what I read about um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to pee my pants. I'm literally going to pee my pants. I'm crying everything. I'm like, this is so pretty. <laughs> Look at the cannons. So, so what's it um, that the Pirates of the Caribbean is at? Is it the French Quarter or I don't know what it's called. But it's uh, like the Louisiana Square. New Orleans. New Orleans Square. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a pretty cool. I think that's one of my favorite areas of the park, actually. Mm-hmm. And when we went... It was awesome because they had, like, some jazz bands playing and, like, these kids were doing tap dance and there was a mime. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't wait. I don't know if they're going to have all that, but... And then we're going to go and it's all decked out for Halloween. I know. That's another reason why I'm jealous. I've always wanted to do Disney for Halloween. (laughs) It's going to be so much fun. We're going to eat beignets, eat churros get fat so I wanted to ask you ladies because um, okay so listen up listeners when this posts on September 19th there are only a few days left to enter our giveaway over on Instagram so make sure you are following us on Instagram at cornerconvospodcast.com and look for any of our fall grab bag giveaway posts to enter but, um, and follow the rules, please. Um, I believe it's, you have to follow us. You have yes. to tag. I changed it to make it easier. So you have to tag one friend. Oh, that's easy. You guys. have to like Come the on. post and then you have to let us know what your favorite episode is. We have quite a few episodes out right now yes. to choose from. And so I wanted to ask you ladies, what has been your favorite episode to record, listen to whatever mm. research. Oh, this is a tough one. I feel like our Florida Man one was hilarious. Yeah. I was, like, crying. That, that one was fun. I think I had the, at that point, I had the most fun recording that one. I think so. And then I also liked our scary games. Mm-hmm. I think that one got really scary yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as we were talking about it. I think, what would you say, Cubs? You I were, was, like, listening to it at night. You were yeah, no, out. I was, like, yeah, no, I was listening to it, like, right right before not even right before I went to bed like I still had like a couple hours to be awake and like just like hearing it all again I was like I have to go to the bathroom but I really don't want to go to the home <laughs> I was so terrified for like a saw and then I would go into the elevator at work and there's like a like part of the ceiling it's like gone you can't see into the elevator but it's like just like this small little cubby hole that you could like look into and like I just look at it and I'm like there's something up there <laughs> it's the elevator game <laughs> uh yeah that was a good one I actually like yeah, that one. what yeah. was your favorite um I liked I liked the Florida man um just because I just thought it was a 
a fun episode to record. <laughs> You're um, dying. I liked the Mandela Effect one because we had our first guest, Emily. Oh, our that's Emily, right. Our very first our guest. Our very first guest, and we're excited to have more guests in the future. But I'm going to say this one because I loved reading about Ching Shi. Uh, she was very she, amazing. She's my hero. Yeah. <laughs> I would agree with that. I like that one. And then, I, like I said, I always like going back and just reading the real story of Pinocchio because it is so bonkers. And it's like a 360 five times over. <laughs> it's so nuts. Um, I do like that. Um, no, this one was really fun, too. Yeah. Plus, it's Disney. Yeah. You can't ever... Right, talking about this. Come on now. And I like that we're getting better at this. <laughs> we're getting so much I better. I feel like we're getting it better at this. Hopefully you guys enjoy the later episodes. We did we did have a little oopsie with the last one, but that was a little editing mistake. My bad. <laughs> it's okay. It's forgivable. We'll Don't there. do it again. I know. <laughs> and then whoever our German follower is has right. We love you. You've listened to every episode so far. Oh, my goodness. I know. I just like seeing that it's from Germany. And I'm like, ah! That's <laughs> foreign fan. I so love it. So hello to our German listener. And also to our Irish listener. They listened to one episode, I think. But yeah. it's still cool. Check us out again and tell your friends. Yes. Get all of Ireland behind you. In <laughs> Germany. Like, I love it. <laughs> Everybody tell your friends to listen. We're and all of, of our fun. American fans, of course. Of course. <laughs> we uh, have a ton of West Coast followers because that's where we are. But mm-hmm. East Coasters, where are you at? Give us a like and a follow. Uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Corner Convos and then at Instagram at Corner Convos Podcast. So you can play along with our fall grab bag giveaway. We'll be choosing our winners very soon. So get your entries in. And also, we do want to hear from you. We want to know what you guys think. We want to hear your stories. So email us at cornerconvospodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And then also, if you want to be a guest, we're doing local right now. Because it's easier that way. But um, if you're local and you want to be a guest, just shoot us an email and we'll see if we can fit you in. Um, other than that, go ahead and talk like a pirate because... Our matey. Our matey. <laughs> Darn, oh, yeah. talk like a pirate. <laughs> Since it's going to be National Talk Like a Pirate Day. And um, I think that's it for the business today. Yes, ma'am. Alrighty. As always, we will see you next week. And you guys have a great day. Bye. Bye.